This is Soul Starter, the podcast with your hosts, Jessica and Lexi. We're two mamas on a mission to make entrepreneurship more accessible through soul-driven exploration. If you're ready to start a transformative journey rooted in self-care, intention, and growth, then this is the podcast for you. Join us and our guests each week as we explore the parallels between business, motherhood, and mindful living. Your intuition guided you here. Now let's get started. We were supposed to be at the studio at nine. We went from, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'll see you at nine. JK, I don't think I'll see you at all today. (laughs) To let's meet at 10. And here we are. So recording at 1130. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of how the balance is between Mm -hmm. being a mom and being a business owner and also having multiple passions and but it was hard it was hard to get here I'll be honest with you I think this is sort of like the realness and the emotion coming out a little bit but it was it was heavy it was a heavy morning for I think for both of us Mm -hmm. you know having sick children at home and trying to make the decision of what to do and it felt like a heavy decision in the moment and I think it's hard because oftentimes like maybe some of my insecurities will come into play about my role as a mother or the shame or guilt that I'm feeling and the type of decision that I'm going to make, what other people might think for like a societal expectation of mothers and their role in this. And you brought up something really well in our conversation this morning, back and forth, setting voice memos back and forth. (laughs) Also talking about that, marriage and you know thankfully in our marriages like it is a shared partnership yeah and as mothers we don't have to carry all of the load as maybe society expects us to or maybe we yeah I think societal norms maybe have put that on us um and so we're holding ourselves to these expectations that you know maybe maybe they aren't even really the norm anymore but based on our upbringing and what we believe we're supposed to do based on what other people will think of us if we don't like we put these pressures on ourselves maybe nobody else is really putting pressure on you or Mm -hmm. me yeah not even our husbands really it's it's probably like 90 percent internal actually if I think about it oh yeah like us inside of our own heads thinking that oh, if we make one decision over another, if I choose to podcast today versus cancel my entire day and stay home with my children instead of my husband doing it, that maybe I'm going to be viewed or frowned upon as a mother because I should be there for my children and all of the things that kind of segue after that Yeah. Um, without realizing, like, I was up at two and then three and then again at six and I slept on the couch. I, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it was... There was so many elements where I was there for my children, yeah, both of them. And it's okay to also say, I, I also need to take a break. I'm going to share this uh, load with you. Yeah. Because if it's not shared, then we end up internalizing so much of it. And then, you know, the whole cascade can, can continue. I hear others. everything you're mm-hmm. saying. And what the word that stuck out to me the most was should. Mm-hmm. How many shoulds do we put on ourselves throughout the day? First of all, as a mom. Second of all, as a 
a wife or a partner in mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not going to be home for dinner, so I should put something in the crock pot to make it easier for everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all shoulds, 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 shoulds. Mm-hmm. I hate that word. Me too. So do I. It's the worst word. But I'm very guilty of using that word, like, yeah. often. Even even though we're intentional about it, it still happens, like, right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this morning. Yeah. There's there's what you should do, and then there is what maybe you ought to do to feel better, mm-hmm. or what you owe to your family just in terms of their care and what they need, um, but not necessarily what you should do based on these internal stories that you're telling yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think with all these built up shoulds, it then creates internal conflicts or even external conflicts mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that are not necessary yeah. when really, if we didn't put those pressures upon ourselves, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't have morphed into anything else. Yeah. My should is, um, it comes from a place of my husband makes more money than I do. And so I should always prioritize his meetings and his mm. work and his career. And in fact, we've moved, I don't know how many times now, across state lines even. Grateful because I met Jessica, <laughs> you. but yeah, I, I should put his work as the top priority. Mm-hmm. But I started my own business mm-hmm. and I might not be making as much as him yet, but mm-hmm. I very well will be at some point absolutely I have big aspirations but you know even for me this morning or last night when my son puked in the bathtub I was like I should stay home tomorrow Mm -hmm. I should because he's got to go and provide but you know what about our needs Mm -hmm. and our ability to be present because we're satisfying our own passion projects but also our own businesses Mm -hmm. yeah the things that we need to actually, things that we truly need to actually feel like, I don't know, satisfied. Yeah, and that we're thriving in this life too, right. and that this life was also given to us to also bring our gifts to the world. And uh, the more we should, should, should for other people, other expectations, other external beings outside of ourselves, then I think that we slowly deteriorate a little bit within oh, yeah. our own self. Oh, yeah. I was curious if you felt like that in early motherhood. I literally was about <laughs> to say that. I was so about to say, okay, you know? this is exactly mm-hmm. like all the shoulds that you put on yourself when you have a child. Mm-hmm. I, I should be nursing, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. such a touchy thing. Like mm-hmm. oh, you put it on yourself. Yeah. Basically, your baby just needs to be fed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I put the nursing thing on myself so extremely hard that mm-hmm. I was starving because my daughter would, like, have reflux to literally everything Ugh. I ate. I was eating potatoes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, because you were just trying to provide for her because you thought you should. Because right? I should be, right? Yeah. And as a first-time mom, I think it's so hard. I mean, I went through a very similar experience, too, and I think a lot of first-time moms – also feel this pressure, this external pressure to make sure that they're napping the way that everybody says they should, that mm. they're sleeping in the bed the way they should, they're, yeah. they're nursing the way they should, or you're being an adequate mother, if you will. Yep. And I was just before we, you know, literally press record on this, I was telling Lexi a story, you know, of my personal first year. And I feel like I let that consume my life and thoughts for the first four to six months of my son's life, you know, and as a first-time mom, because he was my first. 
I, I was constantly seeking external opinions, advice, education, and there's nothing wrong with seeking, you know, external education and stuff like that. But I feel like as a mother, that's where I first started really becoming in tune with, wait a second, I think that if I go inward more and I listen to my mother's intuition, that I actually have a lot of the answers because mm. I know my baby best and my baby knows me best. And if we can, you know, stay in this dyad together, then a lot of these shoulds will go away because right. it's not about anyone else. It's just about, you know, our partnership together. Mm-hmm. But I let a, I feel like I, you know, lost a lot of that time that I didn't have to be worrying so much about what everyone else was doing or what I should be doing. And I could have just, you know, once around six months, I kind of let that go. And I just started going inward and say, well, what do I want to do? How do I want to feed my baby? How do I want to put my baby down and all of those things? And I thought that was really helpful. Do you feel like that's when um, you started bonding with him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think our relationships changed because I was able to focus on our bond more Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on all of the things I should be checking off of a box in a day. Yeah. Yeah. What about for you? I had anxiety too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, I'm sure there was a significant portion of it that was hormonal. Uh, But a lot of it was just these things that I put on myself. I put on myself. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. Yeah. (laughs) I told myself I should be doing all these things when, and that was what was causing my anxiety Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. I Mm -hmm. mean, sure, there was like the, I'm, I'm wide awake in the middle of the night watching my newborn baby, making sure she's breathing. Like (laughs) there was that, but then there was also like, what should I be feeding? How many times should I be nursing? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, she's spitting up. What does that mean? Like, oh, oh my gosh, so many things. I, I had anxiety big Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And anxiety attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Just not knowing if I was doing anything right. Mm -hmm. Um, And my, my mom is gone. She was not able to be a part of that. And so, yeah, I didn't have like the midnight call to somebody Mm -hmm. to be like, hey, is this normal? Like, yeah, yeah. she just spit up like all the, it seems like everything I fed mm-hmm. her that I worked so hard to feed her she yeah. just spit it all up all over me I didn't know you don't know and I think it's so easy when you don't know to then all of a sudden assume that oh well I'm failing I must be failing right. her yeah. or him right mm-hmm. and there were a lot of times where I was having a lot of breastfeeding struggles mm-hmm. in our first few months and then in beyond I ended up exclusively pumping for 14 months for my son wow and yeah I regret it (laughs) I'll be honest with you because I spent so much time attached to the pump I did and I really felt like I I did a lot of it because obviously breast milk is amazing and it was created for you know our babies perfectly and I have no no qualms about that at all like it's absolutely gold (laughs) but I also felt like the underlying reason of why I did it for so long was because I felt like I should yeah and I had to same and I couldn't supplement because that's just not what you're supposed to do you're not a good mom if you feed your child formula and all of these things and so much pressure it was a lot and um I (laughs) I made myself feel better about Mm -hmm. supplementing because at some at 
at a point I did have to. Mm-hmm. My supply was shriveling up mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to eat much. I already can't eat uh, gluten, but then I also cut out eggs. I cut out peanuts. I cut out so much to try mm-hmm. and still nurse. Mm-hmm. My supply dipped. But the way that I made myself feel better about supplementing was I like flew in from the UK because their standards are different. Like this fancy, really expensive formula mm-hmm. that was supposed to be better for her because she was like hypoallergenic. I remember all, all of this. Yeah, all of this stuff. Yeah, and she's just as great as the kid next to her who maybe didn't fly in the UK formula. And Penny is a beautiful, smart girl. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is like you would have no idea. No. You'd have no idea. You know. Yeah. But yeah, we, we co-founders was supplemented as well, if you will. Um, tell me about the differences between your feeding experiences. I don't know if we want to dive down this or if you're already here, but I feel like the differences are like first time mom oh, yeah. anxieties and pressures put on upon ourselves to second time. To second time through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was much easier on myself mm-hmm. when I had my son mm-hmm. when it comes to nursing mm-hmm. but also he mm-hmm. he didn't get sick from my milk like he right. he's got an iron gut he can handle <laughs> anything um except for the other night when he puked in the bathtub <laughs> last night true. but yeah no he he was attached to me for the first six months and he would not take a bottle refused wow. absolutely did not leave my side the first six months and I remember I finally got him to take the bottle and was like, I get to go on a date night now, Hmm. you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Oh my gosh. We were quarantined. (laughs) And then do you know what he did? He refused me. So then I was attached to my pump and pumping and giving him the milk out of the bottle. He was like, Oh, this is way easier and faster. And I don't need you mom. Wow. (gasps) I always feel like, babies have their own path too and I think a lot of it is probably like lack of support for mothers Mm -hmm. you know not having consistent support systems in place in order for us to thrive in in feeding and all of those continued support systems however I feel like at second time mom you're a lot less hard on yourself I know I was for sure my postpartum experience with Maggie was so different with my daughter was so different with my son well you know what to expect Mm mm-hmm and um, I feel like nobody told me about breastfeeding and the challenges of feeding in general mm-hmm. before I had my daughter. Yeah. I came out like, what is this? I watched a few YouTube videos. <laughs> I knew they were supposed to have like a big wide open mouth and that's about all I knew as a first time mom. <laughs> I like, I had the lactation consultant coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, she helped tremendously, but I had, it was bad yeah, and painful and graphic. We don't need to get into the details. <laughs> I know that we're not alone in that either because I remember when I had my son about like a month in, I made a post on social media and all the caption said was breastfeeding is hard. That's all it said. Period. Period. And I had so many like messages and comments just like offering me validation and offering me like support you know just saying like it is hard and they were sharing their struggles too in it and 
I'm not really sure how this turned into a breastfeeding thing, but, you know. <laughs> this is Lexi and I in a nutshell. Tangents. This is why it's a conversational podcast. I know. Honestly, we we had plans of what we were going to talk about. Uh, you know, like, maybe we were talking about our word of the year. We both picked the same word, of course. Like, yeah. Maybe we would talk about how this idea came to us at the right time, and together we knew everything was in alignment for us to do it. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, we're like, you know, episode one, it's time to hit record, and we're just going to talk about life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a little bit of a heavy way to start. <laughs> Not all of the podcast episodes are going to be about our graphic I can assure you they probably won't be, but I do think that it actually shows a lot of realness into what this podcast is going to be about, too, and Absolutely. our journey. That's what we're here to do, is just normalize what it is like to mm-hmm. be a mom, mm-hmm. a partner, mm-hmm. a business owner, mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and also a human being, like our own individual person, aside from all of these other things that we think we should be. Mm-hmm. Let's back up to that. We think we should be. And I think this even starts like before having children. Oh, yeah. I was talking about this the other day and I'm not sure, you know, you kind of validated that it's true, but I'm not sure if you guys feel this way. But for me, I never really grew up feeling like I even wanted to be a mom. And it's not that I didn't want to have children. I knew that I wanted to have children, but I didn't have that like instinct in me. Mm-hmm as a little girl, like, or growing up, even in high school or college, thinking about, like, oh, I just can't wait to be a mom. Like, that was never really my story. My story was so much of, I can't wait to do really amazing things for the world and to bring, like, to learn about what my mission is and to serve others in that way and to make sure that it feels in alignment with me. And I feel like I'm created to do big things for a lot of, you know, for for others and I just don't know what that is yet and all of that kind of was more uh bigger than than I can't wait to be a mom like yeah. you know what I mean but and I can know everyone can't resonate with that but that was my journey and my story mm-hmm. I didn't have it in my sights either yeah yeah I mean I thought I would be like mm-hmm. I, I knew at some point I would be yeah, like you knew you would be a mom I knew I would be a mom I knew I would be a mom yeah but it wasn't like I guess we're trying now want to have a baby now Mm -hmm. um I remember since I was young young because my my parents divorced when I was five years old Mm -hmm. and so I grew up with the two households and everything that goes along with that different episode maybe not even an episode (laughs) (laughs) but I said from a very young age people would ask me like not that they would ask you but I would say to anybody I'm not getting married till I'm at least 30 years old. I love that. I was like the free-spirited friend. Yeah. Had relationships, but like, meh. You were doing your own thing. You were really independent, and you had your own vision for what you wanted to tackle, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I just was yeah, free-spirited gal, living living my life, and then in walks my now husband and changes everything. (laughs) It's like, oh. Here you are. They always come at the moments that you're not expecting them oh, to yeah. come, which is exactly our journey as well. Maybe another podcast as well. Totally. I'd swear How we met our husbands. <laughs> I was done. I was like, never again. It is so funny that that, um, that happens. But I think that even though 
we didn't like, you know, have this grand vision to become moms. We did. And we ended up knowing we were going to be, but I was kind of the same way. I think I was nervous. I was more scared than anything of like letting go of my independence and my free will. And, um, you know, it's, you have to be really selfless as a mom. Yeah. And I think that that was really hard for me that to so put my needs and interests and desires and aside, like vulnerably, that is really hard for me. Same. Mm-hmm. And not, not that we're selfish people. Everybody wants to put their own interests first. Maybe people don't admit it, but everybody is selfish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. independently selfish. And, you know, then you have kids and you enter into a partnership with somebody and things, things have to change. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, that's the biggest learning lesson really is Mm -hmm. learning how to balance putting other people's needs in line with your own. Mm -hmm. And when you become a mom, suddenly it is, everybody's needs are more important than mine. And then you start to, I mean, not for everybody, but at least for me, the second I started putting everybody above myself is when I got lost. Yeah, absolutely. And same for me, really. Like, I think once having children, it was one more thing on top of everything else that I didn't really realize, am I making decisions on a daily basis that are really filling me with joy and that feel in alignment to where I'm at and where I want to go? And after having children, it really puts things into perspective because then you start making your decisions differently. And I think for me... I was sort of coasting in that and then having kids sort of forced me to really find out what it meant to live in alignment with what I desired. And I feel like that, that definitely happened after I had my son. I had to make some really hard decisions. It's like, you think you have all the time in the world. I mean, I don't know about you, but before having kids, it was like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Like, all these things going on and then you have a kid and you're like oh this is what it this is what it's really like yeah to juggle a lot of things and, and then actually you have two become, kids. yeah right <laughs> and then you become more efficient mm-hmm. but there you, have, you become more efficient but you also have to start making hard choices of whose needs need to be met in the immediate moment even like this morning you know whose needs are we focusing on today yeah and i think it's you, you can peacefully do co you can coexist them together as I'm trying to say I think that you know we were both mothers first and throughout our conversation of even arriving here to record this podcast it's like family first family first until we both felt an alignment that okay we're our our family is a part of us Mm -hmm. and who we are and now we feel an alignment to move forward and continue with the podcast but we went back and forth this morning for a while yeah you texted me it was not even it was like what I think it was like 5.30 in the morning. I was morning. like, it's not 6 a.m. yet. And I was like, okay, okay, it's, you know, I, I get you. Like, we'll see how this plays out. Yes. Because I already had the sick kid and mm-hmm. uh, very grateful for my husband and my mm-hmm. stepmom for helping out. Yeah. And, you know, I think not that we were putting our needs above anybody else's, but we had to be okay in the decisions we were making. And mm-hmm. we didn't just willy nilly say, Oh, you're going to watch the kids. I have this going on today. It was a conversation and it was um, working together to come up with a solution and a compromise. Yeah. 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 And being okay with whatever happened on the, the backside of that too. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I like that we did that too. I think that was really powerful because I feel like I didn't move forward until I felt in alignment with it. And I felt sure and I felt confident in that decision moving forward. But I appreciate your grace through as well. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we have these ups and downs and these yeah. moments of making decisions. And once you get more in touch with your own body and learned how to feel into it, Mm-hmm. all morning in my gut I still felt like we were going to record but I wanted to give you space to process it in your own way mm-hmm. and waited Yeah. and when you felt it in your heart yes. then you texted me or we called and you were yeah. like no I figured out how we can still make it work today yeah absolutely it was a processing thing for me you know I think sometimes it's easy to like make decisions so quickly mm-hmm. for other people right oh, yeah. and then the more you the more I sat in it and the more like I thought about it and the more I had conversations with my husband who was extremely supportive in that it was like no this feels in alignment with me and I'm ready to move forward now and so I think it's you know all of my decisions are made that way now is processing going inward and then quick action mm-hmm. moving forward. This is the decision we're moving forward. So, but not until we, we feel it mm-hmm. in our body. And, but I think the important like theme here is to feel it right. And instead yeah. of just not, and not, not just saying, well, what was me? It's all over. I'll just take the heat of everything. Mm-hmm. And if you are that type of person, or if you are that, that mother that is doing that, we invite you to also check in with yourself. And ask yourself, mm-hmm. like, how do you feel about this? Do you need support? Do you need to go inward and ask yourself what will bring you joy in this moment? What will bring you peace? What makes you feel certain? Yeah. And it's been a process to learn that about myself. Mm-hmm. I've long been somebody who puts other people first and ignores my own internal signals that are telling me, hey, you need to slow down or you need to exercise, whatever it is. I was ignoring those, you know, signals and I was keeping myself very busy because Mm -hmm. it's easier to ignore the signals when you're a busy bee. Yeah. And it's taken a lot of slowing down and a lot of internal work and processing for me to just know, like, I'm going to trust my intuition and I know this is right or I know this is wrong. Or if I'm unsure, I'm just going to wait. Yes. I'm yeah. just going to wait for a little while until I mm-hmm. do know how how to move forward. The answers are within us, really. That's the most beautiful thing is I like, like this is going. the body it really does send you the signals. Yeah. You just have to be willing to receive them and be willing to listen and look out for those and to seek out those signals. But it's so true, like your body will tell you. And if your body does not get heard over time, that's where poor health comes from or the stressors will sit in our body at different you know, points in our body. And I think that's just a result of us not tuning in and receiving the signals that our body is trying to give us. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like episode 1.2. I agree. I think we, I mean... You know, we came in, oh, we're going to introduce ourselves and our whole life story and everything. But now it's really just about this organic conversation and 
We didn't really know what episode 1.2, this is 1.1, by the way, or 1.0, whatever. We we didn't know where it was going to go, but I think we have a clear direction, and uh, this is just a bite-sized episode. Yeah. So maybe for the next one, we'll dive deeper into like what you do, Jessica, to lean into your body. What are your intuition practices? Mm. What what do you feel? How do you know when you're making the right decision and when you need more time? And yeah. I'll share my own. And I love that. And I think we can even dive into it of how we started that process before maybe our businesses started to yeah. sharing more in depth of that. I love that. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more information about today's episode in the show notes at soul-starter.com forward slash podcast. We also love to connect with you on Instagram at soulstarterco, all one word. And please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can also watch the video recordings on our YouTube channel at soulstarterco. See you in the next episode.